All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm glad to see you're still alive for tonight's episode. Holy crap, this is uh, the show that almost didn't happen. Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. There's the title for you right there. If uh, if uh, fans are wondering, uh, earlier today I wasn't... Uh, I was uploading uh, Tuesday's show and I suddenly got a sharp pain in my side and I just couldn't stand up. I almost, uh, I, w- I was like down on my knees. I couldn't focus on uh, even adding a title to the show, which I will go back and do. But absolutely, I'm glad that I'm uh, feeling better and everything's all good. Yes, very good. And you were you were telling you were telling me uh, about about an elevator game you saw on the internet. Oh, I, uh, okay, I all right. Shudder to imagine. Okay, so I told you about the Netflix uh, show I've been watching, um, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now. I've been uh, I've been looking up uh, stuff online about this, and apparently, um, like there was footage of this uh, woman that went missing at the Cecil Hotel. She had traveled from Vancouver to Los Angeles, then suddenly she just went missing, and she was found in she was found dead in a water tank on the roof of the hotel. Now, oh, that's not good. Now, the footage that's been online. This happened in 2013, and the footage that everyone's been watching like going crazy trying to figure out what happened is surveillance video of the woman on the elevator and she was acting strange and so I was looking up information on this and there's an elevator game where you have to you go on the elevator alone you're supposed to press the buttons in sequence like the first floor second floor fourth floor sixth floor and the 10th floor. So you have to use in a building with 10 floors, okay? Yeah. But once you press level five, the fifth floor, a woman yeah. will walk on. If you, if you play this right, a woman should walk into the elevator. You do not make contact with her. Don't look at her, don't talk to her. She'll talk to you, but just ignore her and just focus on um, the lights or the floor or whatever. But if you do this right, apparently it takes you to another dimension or something. So that's what it's called. It's like really weird. It's, they call it the elevator game. Yeah. So I don't know. It originated in Korea, I believe. It sounds almost as stupid as eating Tide Pods or playing the Nayo game. Like, I mean, and then I was looking up, like, the other stupid game, other weird games. They had, like, a Bloody Mary. They had a Candyman. <laughs> they had, like, oh, my. I'm, like, I don't even, I don't even think I'd try half of these things. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, one, I'm not stupid. And, two, I don't have a death wish. Except when I watch WWE television. <laughs> oh, jeez. God in heaven. But uh, yeah, I think you would like this on Netflix uh, show, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel, because it's and um, do you have you ever seen American Horror Story? Yes, I have. 
Okay, the fifth, uh, the fifth season hotel, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen that too. It's somewhat based on this case, uh, the the season hotel. It's somewhat, it's loosely based on this hotel located in downtown Los Angeles. Very cool. Well, uh, you know, there's a little tidbit I didn't know before. You're just full of will knowledge bits. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I, no. I guess we should run from the fun stuff to the grim stuff. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of grim, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, um, now I I heavily ate my words when it came to the Royal Rumble because I said I said the same thing about the Royal Rumble that, that I'm going to say about um, the Elimination Chamber, and I was thrilled with how the Royal Rumble came out. Um, that being said, um, I was doing my due diligence in terms of, uh, research, um, before the podcast this evening, and I, I had to look at, like, three different places for the, um, Elimination Chamber card just to make sure I wasn't seeing things, because, ladies and gentlemen, if you count... If you count the Roman Reigns uh, Universal Championship match, which is scheduled to take place after the Elimination Chamber, uh, for um, to determine who gets to face uh, Roman Reigns, uh, then we have a total of five matches. Uh, I, but I also noticed. And this is how lazy these people are. This is just a small example. If you go on WWE.com for their preview of Elimination Chamber, they still have Lacey Evans listed as getting a WWE match against Charlotte Flair. So it's just like, excuse me, um, what are we doing here? I mean, this this whole thing is just asinine to me to the nth degree. So we have plenty of coverage coming up for you. And I guarantee you, I promise you, this show will be better than Elimination Chamber. Because if it's not, Elio, we need to quit the podcast business immediately. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so tonight for you we have AEW, NXT, SmackDown, Elimination Chamber predictions, and of course we have Ben's homework corner. And this week I gave Ben an, a live event from Madison Square Garden to take a look at, and I, I also have we, um, I actually remember we said we were doing that on Tuesday. Oh wait, right, sorry, right, yeah. Okay. All right, so, uh, yeah, correction. Uh, we won't be doing that. Uh, we'll be doing that on Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, I believe we're going to have a double show because uh, we have to take a look at Super Brawl 3. Yes, we which, had a... Which um... features the White Castle of Fear, Sting versus Big Ben Vader. Oh, Lord. Well, that, sound, that sounds like a gimmick match I got to take a look at. Yeah. Uh, have, have, uh, actually, have you ever seen uh, the White Castle of Fear vignette? No. Oh, oh. 
I'm okay. Before Tuesday, you need to go take a look at the vignette because now, okay, usually vignettes like this can be like really stupid and like just like plain dumb the way they have them set up. But this was actually very put well to get very well put together. Right. Well, I, it's, I it's, it's, it's like a, one of the one of the more memorable things about that match and that match was not actually a White Castle Fear match. It was just basically a strap match. They just uh, had um, Vader and Harley race, like inviting Sting to Vader's White Castle of Fear. But it was oh, actually well. it was actually a strap match in, that took place in, in the main event of Super Bowl. Well, as long as it doesn't come off as, as stupid as, like, say, the the seven promos or the or seven's debut in WCW, I think we'll be good. Uh, this is much better. But yeah, watch that vignette. And then I'm gonna I'll ask you about it. But I, for Ben's homework corner, I do have a match for you to check out for next Saturday. And what's that? Oh, we will get into that. Oh, cliffhanger to start off the show. Yes. I see. Yes, we have a cliffhanger to start off the show now. Um, so, AEW, NXT, SmackDown, Elimination Chamber, and Ben's Homework Corner. Ben, we're saying we went to AEW. Absolutely, and, and, that, and that's my cue. And hold on before you do. I need you to look at the bottom of your screen because I'm sending you a message. Okay. On the fly, live right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Okay. Shall I? Shall I play the Jeopardy theme? There you go. There you go. Okay. Very very good. (laughs) I love your uh, title. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'll, I, I'll tell you about that off the air. I appreciate that. Um, um, so, so. Uh, so while Elio steps aside for a minute, let me uh, take you through the uh, AEW review for the week. So this was the show of tag team matches. And I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, there are aspects of AEW that I really, really like. I do, but, you know, their their approach to tag team matches um, in terms of the number of, of contests that go on each show, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous to me, and, and it's reaching overkill. I understand that, you know, tag team wrestling is a source of focus on um, AEW, which I appreciate given the fact that, um, you know, that WWE puts no effort whatsoever into their tag team division. However, um Four separate tag team matches on a two-hour program is just overkill to the nth degree. So with that being said, we start off with match number one on 
uh, Dynamite being uh, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy teaming up against uh, TH2 consisting of Jack Evans and Angelico. And um, I, ha- I have to tell you, um, I really didn't like this match. However, I, I really enjoyed uh, Adam Page's work in, in this particular match, especially uh, the finish of that match because he hit a uh, double buckshot Larry on both members of TH2, which I thought was really nice. I don't know if I've ever seen a double buckshot Larry before. Um, but, um, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, I, as a younger wrestling fan, I remember being a fan of, of Jack Evans because I would, I would watch clips of him online and stuff from the indies. Um, but apparently, uh, this combination between him and, uh, Helico just isn't working. Um, I don't see TH2 going very far on Dynamite because it's like every single time that they're in the ring together, um, they just have some sort of botch happening. And um, and t- tonight or uh, Wednesday's show was no exception. Uh, they had some very sloppy moments in this match, but... Um, so it, it's definitely not one of the, not one of the um, you know st- standout matches of the evening. I was um, I was fine with it. I I, I really like the end of what they did at the end with Matt Hardy and Adam Page. Yes, and, and I I was just getting into that. Um, I I one hundred percent agree. So everything that that left a lot to be desired in the actual uh, match, specifically the execution between uh, Angelico and Jack Evans on uh, their tag team maneuvers. Um, but the, uh, the after the after match uh, confrontation between Hardy and Paige was very interesting. So as we've seen, uh, on previous episodes of Dynamite, um, Big Money Matt Hardy. I thought he, I thought he was dropping gimmicks on on Dynamite, but I guess not. So, so, uh, so Big Money Matt Hardy has attempted to add Page into his stable along with Private Party, um, and. Just let and just like he's been doing with uh, Dark Order, Page is kind of dragging his feet, and it looks like he just wants to be a solo act, which I don't blame him for because I prefer Adam Page as a solo act. That being said, uh, he's pl- he's playing along with with the game of Matt Hardy, and uh, and apparently last week he appeared to. Uh, to sign to sign a contract, even though I disagree with that, but I may get what I want after all because yeah, but you, you saw when he, when he did them, right? 
Yes, because when, when um, uh, Matt Turner is back. Yeah, he. Uh, he, he it was like he was pretending to sign the contract, but then he he didn't. So he, did, he signed another uh, piece of paper, like making him think that he making Matt think he did sign the contract. But but and to Elio's point, exactly what Elio, exactly what Matt signed, um, or I should say, apparently what Adam signed. I'm all tongue tied. Um, was an amendment to to Hardy's contract, and he kind of pulled the wool over Matt's eyes. So so. At the end of this match, um, Hangman was having a little bit of fun with Hardy because he's like, you didn't read that contract, did you? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, I just sent it right over to the lawyer. We're good. Well, apparently, after hours, 30 years in the wrestling business, Matt Hardy has not learned to read wrestling contracts. <laughs> now, maybe this is just me overthinking things, but, you know, there's something that I really appreciate that seems to be a dying breed in professional wrestling, and that is the concept of logic, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hold on, did you catch what Matt Hardy called, said to Adam Page? <laughs> Uh, hang on. I'll I'll uh I'll 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 let you fill us in in a minute because apparently apparently I must have missed something. But uh, okay. But maybe but maybe not. Just we're just waiting for what I'm about to say. Yeah, go on. Um, but it, you know, it just it just seems to me that that after all this time in the wrestling business. Matt would grow privy to all these tricks and certainly know how to read a contract. So, so he he made the dumbass decision to to sign the contract without knowing what was in the contract. I swear, I swear to God, it sounds like a like a bad marriage made in hell. Um. So apparently, what Matt signed was an amendment saying that that if if Paige beat him at um, Revolution at the upcoming Revolution pay per view, um, then he would he would get the entirety of uh, Matt's first quarter or earnings for 2021. Now, Matt Hardy was tripping over his words a little bit in this promo, uh, much like I was earlier on because I couldn't, I couldn't stomach Matt's stupidity. Um, Cause originally, um, originally Matt had said that, that he's going to counter that um, from page and, and take over Page's entire earnings from 2021, and then he kind of amended himself and said the first quarter of 2021. So apparently Matt was having a lot of difficulties with his speech and reading capabilities um, th- uh, throughout the evening. Uh, now, you know, is it just me? 
um, ladies and gentlemen, or or does this match between Matt and Adam uh, not make much sense at all? Because this is gonna be weird. Because at first, it seems like Matt was trying to recruit Adam, and then. All of a sudden, because that's not working, now that they're gonna have a match, which, which as a concept doesn't bother me, but it just seems like this was very rushed. You know, they kind of like rushed to the ending. Uh, and between that and the um, what I found to be a very lackluster actual tag team match with um to start off the show i don't know how this is gonna work because it's like you know does that make because i'm kind of confused as to where uh page's character is going so this would you with that matt call them um what, what? What do you what do you say? I must have missed that. After after he ran after he ran over the contract, he Matt Hardy's like who said Adam Page you're nothing but a carny. Uh, oh yeah, I, I did. Hear that. <laughs> like damn, I'm like I'm sorry, but uh, who's supposed to be the big money person here that's trying to recruit? Uh, yeah, and and and, and, and what like are you said, doing, Matt? Well, apparently he's not learning how to read professional wrestling contracts. You should, read, you should read your name because whenever you see something that doesn't make sense, look at your name. Yes, fuck it, just like fuck insure, which is something that you're no, gonna look, have. No, look, look, don't you see your name? Oh, my my name. Oh, yes. Um, um, excuse me. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, no, I was looking at your name. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, which, you, which you, you will have to explain to me why you're saying fuck in short. Between, between the beginning of, of Dynamite and all of this, I'm getting kind of confused. <laughs> okay, go on. So, so, um, so moving on. I believe, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this was this was the first of four tag matches, as I said earlier, in a two-hour show. Hold on, I don't re, uh, I don't remember uh, exactly, but uh, were these tag matches in a row? No, not they were sprinkled throughout the. Evening. Okay, okay, good, good, good. That, that's good because, like I've said on past episodes. And JPW would have such a hard time because they do eight-man tag matches like one, two, three in a row. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to watch that. Yeah, no, um, I've had to watch it like for some of the ones we've covered, but oh, it's hard to get through. Oh well, well, you you must you must mean having to cover them for your other podcast because we yeah, no, it was for the G One climax when I when I was telling it when we covered that one. Yeah. For the other show, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have the patience to watch that many tag tag matches in yeah. a row. And and don't get me don't get me wrong, like I really appreciate AEW focusing on tag team wrestling. I just don't think you have to have three or four tag matches every week, it seems like. 
Okay. Um, but anyway, so from from a low point to a high point of the evening, uh, the uh, the AEW Women's Division had a very good showing on Wednesday night with the return of Riho uh, going up against uh, Serena Deeb. And uh, Serena, I'll tell you what, Serena Deeb is such a welcome addition to the women's roster because every single match that she's in, she makes it better. And, um, you know, I, I have to tell you, I have not been a fan of Riho. Now, obviously, she, she has not been on AEW. Uh, this was her... Um, this was her first match back in 11 months due to uh, due to uh, travel restrictions because of COVID. Um, I, I swear, it's like, I hope nobody plays a drinking game while watching the news and have, every time they say COVID, because you'd be dead in five minutes. <laughs> right? Um, it, it's, get, it's getting really old. But any, in, in, anyway, um, uh, great to see Riho back uh, on on TV, even though I'm not a fan. But just, uh, but she had a much better uh, showing uh, tonight than I re- I remember. Uh, and and ladies and gentlemen, I am not gonna go move by move throughout the match because I don't I don't like doing that. Uh, I I I know. Several, several other podcasts that do that, um, and it, and it just it makes their show go uh, th- three or four hours long, and I'm oh, just I, I know one here that does just that, and yeah, it's too much. Um, and I just I I don't have the patience. I would ra- I would rather just if if a match was really good, just tell you to go. And watch the match, and yep. th- this is one of those uh, situations that was definitely a a high point of the show. And I'm I'm not sure if it's because uh, Riho hasn't been featured because of what I just said, um, or the combination of the two of them. But it was it was a very good showing. Uh, I'm asking you surprised by the res- the results. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, um, I would have had um, Serena Deeb win um, that that uh, match because between between the two of them, I just I just think that she's better. Um, okay. It, but the the other thing um, about this one that confused me. Um, this was a continuation of, of the women's championship tournament uh, for for AEW. I should have said that at the beginning. Hey, you, you, you saw the results for the Japanese side, right? Uh, no, no, I, no, I haven't. But uh, we'll we'll get it. We'll, um, I'll let you break them down for me in just in just a second. Okay. Um. So uh, this was this was the American side on uh, Dynamite. And then I think they're gonna do the uh, Japanese side on dark. Now I understand actually, that it was a whole show on its all its own. It wasn't actually uh, dark. It was a whole separate show. 
how did he pull that off if, if it wasn't on dark? No, like it wasn't, it wasn't uh, like AEW dark. They didn't have like matches on there. It was just, uh, it was completely separate. It was held in uh, one of the, the dojos in Japan. Oh, oh, okay. So that's, that, that, that answers the question that I was just about to bring up because I was yeah. very, I was very confused as to why they were showing Japanese footage. Okay, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that. So where I, where I lack, you pick it up, and vice versa. That's why we make a great podcasting team, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Um, but it, um, so this match was really good, but. Why isn't Riho on the on the Japanese side of the bracket? <laughs> Good question. Um, because aside from the obvious fact that that she is Japanese, um, I I I hate to state the obvious on a wrestling podcast. I know that's a that I know that seems to be a forgotten art in this business. Um, but aside aside from that. They were they were emphasizing the fact that she's been wrestling over in Japan in her absence because she's a Japanese wrestler. Why wouldn't she be on the Japanese side of things? So I, I don't understand. And then on top of that, they have her win the Americans and win a match on the American side. So I'm just confused. Well, I, 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 I have a theory on that that I'll share with you. After I we do go through the first round results for the Japanese side. Okay, okay, look. So now, now that now that this match has been reviewed and, and the match itself was fantastic, so please go back and take a look at it. Uh, why don't we switch it back over to Elio for his uh, for his tournament coverage? Okay, so the first round which we saw on YouTube, well, I tried to watch it, I just really couldn't sit through it. Was held in Japan at the at their one of their dojos there, and we had Yuka Sakazaki defeating Mei Suruga. We had Emi Sakura defeating Veni. If you don't know who Emi Sakura is, she does uh, a, she does a real bad Freddie Mercury impression. That is her entrance. She comes out dressed like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I, I remember her on the on the early days of AEW and I, I couldn't stomach that entrance. I don't like I don't like it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about and it, and it it's terrible. Then we had Ryo Mizunami defeating Maki Ito and Asia Kong defeating Rin Katakura. No now, now hold on, I, I have actually have results from the US side, I believe. These are okay, like, cool. These are actual spoilers because they took place on dark. I think no, I think they either took place on dark or they're taking place this week on dynamite. Well, if if if, if you think they might be spoilers, let's not uh, let's not go over that side of things. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll just say that I'll, I'll just say Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose and Anna J versus Britt Baker takes place this week. Exactly, and, and look, I um I I didn't exactly just like Ty Conti when she was in NXT, um, but um, 
between her and uh, Nyla Rose, please, I pray to God that Tay Conti takes the victory. I know, I know, AEW has has a thing for Nyla Rose. Uh, you know, they paired her up with. Speaking of, excuse me, um, <laughs> Vicky Guerrero, which is which is a very odd uh, combo. Um, but I, you know, I I just I don't get Nyla Rose. I don't I don't get the fascination. It's, it, but that's yeah, just me. Um, but uh, to 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 wrap up this uh, women's uh, feature on well, on. Uh, before you, before you do, I want to give you my theory on what I think is going to happen. Okay, go ahead. So, Riho won, which surprised me because I really thought Serena Deep was going to win. However, yeah, so, so did I. However, uh, the winner gets a shot at. Uh, Hikaru Shida at Revolution. I think they want to do Riho versus Shida at Revolution. Which, which, which would be a very good match because Hikaru Shida is, you know, she, she for some reason she's gotten lost in the shuffle. Um, but, but let's not, um, let's not uh, lose sight of the fact that she is very good. Uh, you know, before um, Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa came in, she was she was like the only um, like saving grace of that women's division. But because... there's also there's also Chris Statlander. Yes, but she yes, but she, to, to your point, still injured. To, to your point, she's still injured because Nyla Rose destroyed her fucking knee. Oh man, she's and, still out. So when. And every time I think of of how that injury took place and just how I mean literally this woman almost sat on on Statlander's knee and the the way that move was executed was disgusting. Is, it, is there any is there any timeline or do we still not know anything? I, I, I don't know. At, at the time she was injured, it was it was uh, nine months to a year. Um, now, I don't know if that got added on because of, you know, complications from the injury or coronavirus considerations. I'm Maybe not sure. Because I saw on, uh, on uh, Instagram, because I follow her on Instagram, I saw where she had been uh, working out to like trying to rehab her knee. Yeah, well, I uh, surprisingly, I don't follow Chris Statlander. You know, it's it, it, it's it's funny, um, Elio, uh, and I was having this conversation with with my parents um, the other evening. You know, obviously, I use social media as like a research um, tool for this podcast and and things like that. Um, but I. Considering my age and, you know, and how, um, you know, social media has really become this gigantic thing, especially for my age group, I, I must be in the stark minority because I hate social media with a passion I can't describe. But you use Twitter. <laughs> Well, well, no, actually, actually, yes, I, I use it as, 
like I said, a research tool. But if, if, if you actually go on my Twitter account, mm-hmm. look at look at the number of tweets. And look at how long I've had the, at that account. I've had I have had that account since 2018. I think since July 2018. And I only have like 400 some tweets. And you know that believe it or not, I don't know how to use Twitter. I don't I don't know how to tweet. <laughs> well well I know fans, that's sad. I don't know how to tweet. Boohoo. Well, actually, actually, that's not boohoo. That makes that makes me respect you even further. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm sure it's boohoo for the fans. Like, well, you don't know how to tweet. Sorry. <laughs> well, it, well, it, and, and if you ever did want a lesson, like if you care enough, I could I could show you. But nah, I don't really care about Twitter going on there. Ladies and gentlemen, Elio has just demonstrated why I fucking love doing this podcast with him. Um, and no, I know I'm not making fun of you or being facetious. I'm literally very proud of you at the moment. Um, but no, I, I mean, I I have had Twitter like three separate times since like 2011, and and I just I don't care. I, I really don't care about Twitter um, or social media in general because I think it's just so fucking toxic, especially in uh, relation to professional wrestling. Uh, and, and speaking of, of, of uh, continuing with our professional wrestling coverage because we've gone off on tangents now, uh Match number three of the evening was Orange Cassidy versus Luther. I don't care because it was so predictable. Um, and here and here was match number four for um, the AEW World Tag Team Titles: The Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Um, to to me, like okay, th- this was a good match. I'm not. I'm never gonna complain about. Um, Santana and Ortiz because I really I like them a, a lot more than uh, the Young Bucks. I'm not, I'm not a Young Bucks guy. Um, uh, they can't sell worth worth a damn. Um, but uh, I I know that's blasphemous for an AEW fan, but it's just it's just reality. Uh, but like I said. Um, I'm glad that um, it's not going to be inner circle versus inner circle at, at Revolution because uh, to me that's a little bit redundant. Uh, you know, just let the current storyline play out the way it is. Uh, you don't need another inner circle versus inner circle match because we've already had a match to determine who the tag team is and uh, in the inner circle and. Yet, despite that, we've still seen matches uh, featuring other members of the inner circle in tag team combinations with each other. So I'm not sure what's going on. So at least, well, at least we don't have that at uh, Revolution. So that's good. Um, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be Young Bucks. Um, 
uh, getting a uh, tag team title opportunity at Revolution. I, once again, not really a fan of, of that match. Um, because, uh, once again, the, the ref just absolutely, um, the refs in AEW must be, be blind. There was a spot where, um, where Matt Jackson literally flies over Knox and right, like right after the street sweeper to Nick and damn near fell on him. And I'm like, well, where's the, where's the DQ for that? So I, these, these, these refs uh, need some serious, serious training on the professional wrestling. Sorry, what, what match was this, Young Bucks versus? Uh, this was uh, Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember um, this one. Yep. Yeah, it, and there was, and like I said, I don't, I don't know uh, how much you heard. Um, but I, I was just going over a spot with yeah, our... with the referees. Yeah. And well, no, it, we have to go back to a match, um, the Orange Cassidy one. Yeah. Because did you notice the stupid the one stupid spot? Um, Luther and Cassidy were on the outside. Uh, Serpentico was inside, and then Chuck Taylor right in front of the referee throw uh, throw Serpentico out of the ring. Yeah, and when did the disqualification? And yet, to my <laughs> to my point, just like in this match, <laughs> wouldn't that be a DQ? And like that's why I say I thought that was just me. I'm like, well, we need you to be disqualification here. What the hell? You know, so that that's two consecutive matches where there should have been a DQ and there wasn't. So, um, you know, I I really think that AEW needs to either train their refs or learn to adhere to a rule book. <laughs> you know, um, and look, um, I have I have stated my complaints with AEW on numerous occasions on this podcast, and I have also said that there are aspects of AEW that I enjoy much, much more than WWE. Mm-hmm. All of all of that is true. Um, it's just the weaknesses that AEW has are, uh, I guess, I'm more picky with those. Um, like, uh, I'm angry over WWE shortcomings because it's just over and over again, as we've covered on this podcast before. Um, and they, they just, they insult our intelligence as fans. So um, when uh, when AEW obviously messes up, um, I'm gonna call them out for that. I'm not gonna be an AEW fanboy because uh, I'm just not. Um, I'm not a fanboy for any company because I, you know, I don't think that that does the business any good. But that's just me. Um, and uh, and then. The, see, this is this is where this is where the evening just takes oh, takes a downturn in my opinion because 
FTR versus Matt Seidel and, and his and his brother Mike. Oh, he's terrible. Um, is that kind of terrible or what? This Mike, was Mike Seidel. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, this was bad. This should not have been on the show. And then here he comes another tag match. Okay, like like we get it. This was this was good. Given the given the competitors, you know, Lance Archer, John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, the Good Brothers on up, like this, this, this is good. Now, now I'm not a Kenny Omega guy, so when uh, when he comes out, I just kind of roll my roll my eyes. I I understand why people call him one of the best, but it's just not he's not my cup of tea. Wait, wait, is this next match, is this before the Kenny Omega minute or after? Oh, uh, this was, this was, this was the main event. What, what Elio is referring to, and I was, I was going to skip it because it. No, 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 I, no, 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 we can skip it. I'm just saying, did you notice Jim Ross is uh, messed, messed up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. And that, that's another issue, Okay. You know, I love Jim Ross. I do. Um, but he has made a habit of having these very obvious uh, mess-ups. So what Elio is referring to is before this match took place, Kenny Omega and uh, Don Callis are in a children's library uh, reading, uh, reading, <laughs> reading stories to the children. Now, this, this was so foul. I, I found it. I found it uh, weird, but I found it inter- somewhat entertaining. I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was entertaining, but I'm. I'm just like, why are they doing this? Um, but, but anyway, um, in the midst of this. Jim Ross calls Kenny Omega a WWE champion. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you saw this. There, there's a, a, a photo circulating online of Triple H with Kenny Omega holding the WWE championship. Yeah, I did. You know, it's, it's just like, oh my God, that's not good. Uh, yeah. And uh, wrong company there, Jim. Uh, st- uh, still, lo- still love you. I'm not being one of the, one of these assholes online. I, you know, I, we just have to call what we see. But, nope. um, but you know, and then oh my god, and then I, I have to, I, I skipped this on purpose, but I guess I have to mention this. Nope. This uh, earlier on in the evening, there was a promo. Because Jade Cargill and Shaq are going to be wrestling Cody oh, and uh, and Red Velvet and Red Velvet next week on Dynamite. Now, fortunately, thank the Lord above, thank the wrestling gods, that somebody had the sense to pull this off of the Revolution card. So there are small miracles in professional wrestling. But, yeah, because uh, when uh, when I heard about it, so I'm like, wait, why are we seeing this match? This is supposed to be on the Revolution card. And then uh, apparently uh, they pulled it off. Well, I don't, which like is I good. Said, 
Like I said, hats off to whoever made that decision. Yep. Uh, um, but this match is gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, look, look. I like Shaq. I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. Have been for a long time. I get it. Uh, you know, he's a very, he's a very entertaining guy. I don't want to see him in professional wrestling. I think Jay's going to surprise us. Well, no, I have I have more faith in Jade than I do in Jack. If if this match uh, turns out to be somewhat good, it's because of Jade. Uh, I, I I wouldn't hold your breath here, brother. I think you're going to be dying pretty fast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe you just have more patience than I do, but I'm you know. just being positive. Well, good, for, good for you. The power of positivity. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's that's a conversation for a different thing, um, which we'll get into on the SmackDown review. Yes, we uh, will. But. Uh, but about this main event, any time that Ray Phoenix enters the ring, shit gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I will say, any any situation that Ray Phoenix is in, I want to see it because to me, he's the best thing since Ray Mysterio in terms of luchadors. Um, and with with that being said, um, we're gonna uh, move over to. Uh, NXT, but before but before we do that, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, fans, we are back. We are going to get into NXT and NXT this week. Hmm. What should this show this week? Um, I you know what? I thought it was decent. Did I think it was great? No. You know, um, you, you know what I think. I think it is really stupid that I have to go online to watch NXT because here we only get one hour on Friday nights. Oh my god! Um, it is well, stupid. Like why? Well, let me let me tell you something. Uh, back back when NXT was like must see TV, that would have been blasphemous. Um, However, nowadays it's not it's not really blasphemous. Now, I'll give credit where credit's due. I think NXT uh, weekly TV has been better, uh, you know, and I, I really do think that NXT uh, Takeover uh, Vengeance Day, as stupid as I think the name was, I think the card um, was quite good. Um, with uh, Kushida's Kushida and Johnny Gargano being matched of the night, in my opinion. Um, but um, and by the way, if you uh, missed our review of that, um, it's up and available online. Absolutely. So, what are you doing with your life after? Uh, after you finish listening to this show, or actually by the time it's up, you should have listened to our review already. If you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ben, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, 
there's going to be a new LXC, LXC Evolve. Yeah, I'm hearing about a lot of uh, expansion uh, going on with uh, NXT. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if, because um, I'm not sure if NXT Evolve will be the next special or like a different brand. No, apparently from what I heard, it's a, it's a different brand because uh, NXT is no longer the, the developmental. Well, NXT should have never been. Oh my God! I know, uh, right? Okay, La- ladies and gentlemen, far be it for me, but I think I'm gonna have to go on a, on a mini NXT rant right here. Okay. When NXT came into the picture, it was the developmental brand because we no longer had, you know, OVW. Okay. That's fine. And then, you know, and then we had NXT on TV. You know, we kind of sucked. We were doing the, the NXT season one and season two. And we had the, the pros and the, and the NXT people. And, I thought that was stupid. And, and the Miz was the pro while Daniel Bryan was the rookie. And in the midst of that, I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, Daniel Bryan is no rookie. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Daniel Bryan has always been so much better than the Miz. And if you don't think so, then you can go fuck yourself. Oh, oh, we got alienate the fans. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I, what are you doing listening to our podcast if you think the Miz is better than Daniel Bryan? How, however, luckily, I don't think a lot of people hold that opinion. Thank Christ. Uh, and but but the other the other thing too is like since the time where NXT became. In my opinion, uh, well, before AEW, like the number one wrestling brand in America, um, you know, from that point on, it should not have been considered de- developmental. Uh, and, and, you know, I think, I think that's where they kind of got it wrong because it was very clear with how Triple H was handling it at the time that it wasn't developmental. Now, uh, in terms of nowadays, uh, NXT versus AEW, um, you know, I think if you look at the viewership, it's very obvious that, that AEW has the edge. And, and I, I do think that they have um, some aspects of their show that are better than NXT. But in terms of Despite my displeasure with how NXT has devolved, in my opinion, over the last um, year or so, in terms of like pure wrestling, I would still give the nod to NXT over AEW. However, I do understand why NXT has lost so bad in, in the ratings because it just doesn't feel the same uh, nowadays. Now, whether that's because of changes that they've made or the pandemic or a combination of the two, you know, that's a very subjective thing. Um, however, I think it's very obvious to those who have watched 
NXT on a regular basis that it, that it is not the same um, to me. So, um, you know, it was it's very refreshing when we have a great show such as we had with, um, you know, NXT TakeOver and, and the Royal Rumble and all of that. But unfortunately, that, that those are the exceptions now and not the rule. And uh, why NXT is not on Saturdays still, I, I, I don't know. Saturdays? I, Wait, what? I, I, said, I said why NXT is not on Saturdays. Yeah, so that's what I said. Why Saturdays? Was it on, did it used to be on Saturdays? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, this was the early days or... No, no, this was this was up until like pre-pandemic and then they moved them to Sunday. Oh, you talking about the pay-per-views? Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, ding dong, hello. Anybody home? Hey Bailey. Actually, I, I like NXT pay-per-views on the Saturday. It's, uh, just you, you never have I when I was growing up, they used to have Saturdays were so great because you had you had like WWE to look forward to and you had like wrestling on Saturdays. Yeah. Now they don't have that no more. You know, this is a schedule here on Saturdays starting at 12 p.m. Raw from 12 to 3. Aftermath from 3 to 3.30. Aftermath is like a, it's like a review in the show. Yeah. 3.30 to 4.30, we have NXT, and 4.30 to 6.30, we have SmackDown. Oh, God. <laughs> now, actually, I'm going to, let me see if I can pull this up here. I'm going to give you, this is how bad, uh, this is how, how much Raw gets overplayed up here. Just bear with me, I'm going to... Am I about to get really pissed off? <laughs> Monday Night Raw, the next one, is Monday night, of course, at 8 p.m. Keep count, okay? Okay. Monday Night Raw, on Monday at 8 p.m. Monday Night Raw, Tuesday night, no, Tuesday at 12 a.m. That's the first replay, in case you missed it, the live one on Monday. Okay. Monday Night Raw, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Monday Night Raw, Saturday at 12 p.m. <laughs> How many times is that? Four. Four oh times. They, they, they repeat Raw four times. So that's that's 12 hours of Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's not must-see TV, folks. You can save yourself 12 hours. It's it's ridiculous. Holy jeez. Good. Thank God I'm not a comedian in that context. Jesus. Okay, oh, before we go on with this NXT review, let me ask you something, because I was just looking at at my cable TV app where I watch Raw. Have you seen or heard of the that new show, Young Rock? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen it. I saw episode one last week. 
How was it? <laughs> it was interesting. I mean, the, the, the Rock is in it. He plays himself like in 2032 running for the president of the U.S. But like the, when they have like the, the timeline, it's actually cool. They have like actual footage of wrestling. Like, and they have like two guys playing the Wild Samoans. They had one guy portraying the Sheik, another playing Andre the Giant. It was just, it was weird. It was interesting and weird seeing this. Oh, oh geez. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like, I'm just not used to seeing like uh, someone else portraying the Iron Sheik, someone else portraying Andre. How can you portray these guys? I don't well, know. Well, that's what I was thinking, especially with Andre the Giant. What, what did they have the big show come in or something? You know and, I mean? and who who could be the Iron No one could be the Iron Sheik. Only the Iron Sheik can be the Iron Sheik. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so I just thought I'd share that with you. So here we go with NXT. So our opening match, we have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeating Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. And I swear I hate this name. What 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 what's Johnny Gargano doing? Calling Indy Hartwell Indy Wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like we just saw this match in the semifinals of the women's Dusty Classic. Like we don't need yeah. to see, we don't need to see that again. They gave uh, these women sixteen minutes and twenty seconds. And and then um, at the end of it, um, you know, uh, Austin Theory reappears because he was abducted um, by uh, Dexter Loomis prior to their. Uh, Take prior to um, the takeover match between uh, Kushida and uh, Johnny Gargano, and then he he reappears in his fucking underwear. What are, what are you what are you doing with Dexter Loomis and his van? On last week's NXT, Johnny that was where they showed the white van, right? And Johnny Gargano was trying to figure out what. what what the white van was, what van was all about, right? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was last week. I know, but actually, yeah, I think it was a lot because they, uh, that must have been the replay that I saw on, uh, on this week's NXT. So, yeah. Okay, I think okay. So. all right. So, he, fi- he found Austin Theory or Austin Theory just reappeared because I saw him come out to. Austin, Austin Theory just reappeared because the white van pulled back up. <laughs> Remember, because the first time we saw the white van was at uh, NXT Halloween Havoc. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so next match we have Leon Ruff defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott they gave this one 5 minutes and 27 seconds so um I, I just don't get this thing with Leon Ruff hopefully hopefully this uh, heel turn with Isaiah Swerve Scott turns into something because heel turn. wait who's a heel Swerve is a heel yeah okay yeah, and um, so hopefully it will evolve into something. Yes, yeah, so uh, have you ever seen this guy outside of uh, NXT? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, because he I was saying he was an ML, MLW. Yeah, so um yeah, I've seen clips of him. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, I think he I think he could be really big. So hopefully this uh heel turn leads to bigger and better things for him. Are they still going on with this Leon Ruff, uh, whatever uh, they had uh, like since he won the North American Championship? No, I mean, uh, since he lost it, he's pretty much back to... Okay, so they cooled off on that, okay, because like, that for a while, yeah. they, were, they were like, oh, really, it seemed like they were like really pushing this guy, and like, I was like, I was getting, I was calling him Leon Horowitz, because in the 90s, Barry Horowitz had the same thing, where he, he, yeah. he defeats Chris Candido, all of a sudden he gets this mini push. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, no, I mean, no disrespect to Leon Ruff, but I, I mean, I just, I personally don't get it. Then we had two of my favorites, well, actually three, uh, Casey Canzaro and Kaden Carter defeating Aliyah and Jesse Kamea. They gave this one two thirty six. Now, hold on. They gave the opening match sixteen twenty, and they gave this one two thirty six. Well, and and that that was done because they were they were following up on the storyline from last week with with Zia Lee. Because remember, she used to be she used to be best friends with uh, Casey and Caden. Uh, Wait a minute, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the, that uh, that one um, creepy woman, did she reappear? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, um, and then, um, you know, uh, Zaya came out to and, be, and was promising uh, Casey that, that Casey was going to be purged next week, so um, that that's going to lead to something, so I think that's why they had the the short match situation. Okay. Then we had Kushida defeating Tyler Rust. What do you think of this Tyler Rust guy? Well, it's funny because when, um, and and I think they even said something about it on commentary, uh, when he debuted against Tommaso Ciampa and had that awesome showing, I was like, hmm, they might be going somewhere with this guy. You know, I see some, some, uh, some potential, and then um, and then they have, have seemingly cooled off on the push because he uh, he suffered some losses. So hopefully, hopefully they get him back on track because he's still, I, he's still on Malcolm Bivens or whatever. Yes, and and speaking of Malcolm Bivens, uh, Kevin Owens was wearing a Bivens Enterprises shirt on SmackDown. Uh, Last night. Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh my god. Um, this guy. Now I've seen this guy outside. So, I've seen this guy outside of NXT because I looked up his name. This guy is a uh, Rust Taylor. He was an ROH in the Pure Championship tournament last summer. Yeah, I actually knew that. Yeah, they, they weren't they weren't being too uh, original when they came up with a WWE name for that guy. No, they weren't. <laughs> Russ Taylor. Well, Russ Taylor. That I don't like that name, but you know what? We're gonna call you Tyler Rust because that's not the similar to Russ Taylor. Oh God. <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they, they weren't stretching the creative muscles on that one. <laughs> Next we have Zoe Stark defeating Valentina Feroz. Now, Zoe Stark was in the Women's Dusty Classic. She was paired up with Marina Shafir, which I... It's kind of weird because what happened to Jessamyn Duke? Or is uh, she not uh, able to travel? Uh-oh. We seem to have lost our co-host, Ben. We seem to have lost the co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll be right back. Okay, so I was uh, saying, uh, when I'm the when Jasmine Duke, is she not able to travel because of all this stuff going on? Well, um, I'm not sure because um, because remember they were gonna be a big deal with uh, Shayna Baszler and uh, Ronda Rousey, and then uh, I think I think the the determination was made that they were just too green. Uh, to get involved in a major storyline, so, and then they were, um, I believe, I can't remember which one, but one of them was briefly featured on Raw Underground, and then we had... Shafir. Right. And then, um, I, I personally hadn't seen either one since. Oh, because I, I just found this pairing to be on Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark in the Women's uh, Dusty Classic. That's why I'm saying. I'm like, why yeah, are I mean, they getting Zoe Stark? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even know that uh, that those two were tagged up together. That, that must have been one of those 205 Live uh, combinations. Yeah, that's when, because uh, that's who also where Priscilla Kelly was uh, during the Dusty Classics. But, but okay, so... Just in general, why was this tournament featured on 205 Live? Nobody watches 205 Live. <laughs> right. Uh, why would you do that? Number two, you just signed uh, Priscilla Kelly and uh, her tag team partner, whose name is... Uh, Cora, Cora Jade. Yes. And we've seen her on NXT, I believe, uh, once or twice. Um I don't think I don't think Gigi Dolan or AKA Priscilla Kelly uh, has made an appearance on NXT TV yet, has she? Uh, nope. I was actually looking up uh, information under Zoe Stark's profile and uh, looking at the matches, and she's only been on uh, two or five. Yeah. So, like, one. I don't even know why two or five live is still on. They they don't even they don't even advertise it at all. Wow, that's surprising for WWE. <laughs> oh God, I, you know this company just it, they, they just let too much go through the cracks. Oh my goodness! Okay, and in the main event, we had the team of Danny Birch. Oni Larkin and Pete Dunn defeating Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. Before we get into this one, um, 
the top of the show, they had uh, Kyle O'Reilly coming out to the ring wanting an explanation for Adam Cole's uh, Adam Cole turning on him at uh, TakeOver. And of course, Roderick Strong comes out instead and uh, Kyle tell, warns him not to get into this ring and that he doesn't trust anyone since after what happened on Sunday. Well, why would he? I mean, because even um, even uh, even though uh, Roddy didn't attack, um, you know, he didn't exactly do anything to well, help you stood Kyle. There. Yeah, so yeah. why would he? And then, of course, we get Finn Balor coming out telling O'Reilly to get in line if he wants to talk to Adam, P- Adam Cole. Yeah, let's not compare Adam Pierce to Adam Calder. Yeah, <laughs> see how I stopped myself? Too many Adams. This is why one of them needs to go, and it's Adam Pierce, damn it. Uh, well, I tend to agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about this main event? Um, I, you know, I, uh, I, thought, I thought it was okay. Um, but, uh, but I mean, I, I can't really say it was anything special because it was obviously done to set of the post-match angle, which was, which was good. But, like, this is how, this is how odd the internet is when it comes to wrestling. So, there were um, reports, and once again, I don't know why this was put on on air without, on or online without knowing for sure, um, but there were reports that um, Kyle O'Reilly had suffered a legitimate seizure. That's um, uh, that's storyline, I, I believe. Yeah, well, 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 it, um, it, it is like the whole searcher job was a storyline, but I'm saying it was it was being reported on the dirt sheets as if it was real, and I don't I don't understand why people do that. Like, duh, if it was real, we would have heard about it. WWE would have issued a statement, but no, these people jump the fucking gun and make it seem like you know a bigger deal. Now, I don't. Now it's very nice of people to express concern for for Kyle and stuff like that. I'm not saying they were wrong with that. But I'm just saying the fact that this um that this storyline situation made uh, made the rounds as a legitimate news story was um, more than a little bit puzzling to me. Like because you know as you guys might remember it like i studied journalism in college and and the number one rule was don't report anything until you know the facts and then because you know otherwise you'll look stupid and, and you know, this is a prime example as to why you don't report things that you don't know are fucking true uh, at, you know, on the positive side of that, Kyle O'Reilly is very good at his job <laughs> um, in terms of selling, uh, which is a lost art to some degree. So I appreciated that, but it's like, come on, people. What the fuck? And um, that is our review of NXT. I'm going to throw it over to my co-host for Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, joy. <laughs> the intense my sarcasm dripping all over my floor. My pug is swimming in my sarcasm. <laughs> underneath, <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> underneath my desk. 
So, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, buddy. My bad. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's see what we got here. All right. Um, let's see. Let me minimize you so I can actually see what I'm doing here. I got too many tabs open. Thanks to you. Thank. Why do you have so many tabs open? You only need the ones that you report that you're doing. Uh, well, I, I try to follow along. Don't be a bitch. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 but nonetheless, now if my computer would work properly, I could I could actually do this review. Uh, it, why won't it let me scroll up? Uh, for well, if you want to take the opening segment and while you're doing that, I can do that. Um, uh, yeah, well, actually, did I just fix it? Why, why don't you do that? Because this thing's going a little haywire. All right, so SmackDown starts with Edge making his way out. He still hasn't decided who he's going to which championship he's going to go after, whether it's Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. Which is, which is so fucking stupid. Can we just pause for a second? <laughs> and just, I don't, I don't even need to have the review up to review that part. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. This, uh, I'm. I'm sorry. I know you were helping me out, but now you, now you got me off on a tangent. Yeah. Look at your name. Um. Well, hold on. Let's see. Uh. The, yes. I. I still am on a rant. Um. But okay. Why in the hell are they still teasing? Who Edge is going to face at WrestleMania? Look, look, he he wins the Royal Rumble, right? Right. Okay. Now, I, w- I personally would have gone with Daniel Bryan, but that's just me because I think Daniel Bryan versus uh, Roman is the more compelling story. Plus, you don't even have to write anything for it. It's just right the fuck there. Uh, you know, and, and it's been there since 2014, 2015. Both, wow, that's a long time. Both, both years have content that you can draw off of, but I'm is, not... Is Chris Axel still in the Rumble? I, I guess. I mean, you know, he's on the, unem- <laughs> he's, he's on the unemployment line, but goddamn, he's still in the Rumble, for fuck's sake. This, you might have to check him into the fucking hospital. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, so you could you could argue that you have you know you know six seven years of story of story there that have been untold, uh, which pisses me off. Which is why I wanted Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns in the first place. However, we we are where we are now. Now, uh, as I said, Edge won the Royal Rumble. We all we all saw that. Um, but but previous to him going on his world tour, the 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 following week where he w- appeared on Raw, NXT, and uh, SmackDown. Um, l- let me let me s- explain something to you people, okay? Because you're you're smart, and I think I think you'll agree with me. Now, previous to this, Edge had been on Raw. 
So in my book, it would have only made sense for him to go up against the Raw champion at the time, Drew McIntyre. That way, if you simplify it and say, okay, Edge is going to go after McIntyre, then that simplifies your whole elimination chamber scenario and thereby simplifies and makes your road to WrestleMania better because you have more time to build existing storylines versus this tease fucking situation. Um, because, because if, if Edge is already decided, then all you need to do is have a, uh, a elimination chamber match to determine who goes on to face Reigns at WrestleMania. You already have Brian in that situation. You already have him in the Elimination Chamber match. That story tells itself. Um, so, so that's 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 already you know two two matches that you could have potentially set up for WrestleMania right there. But you're instead. You're choosing to to dick around in, in, in the back and do whatever the fuck you're doing, which I, I don't I don't know what is uh, taking place in these creative meetings. But the last time I I checked, which was yesterday, uh, news broke that there's only uh, four set um, WrestleMania matches. Can you tell I've been waiting to go on this rant for a long time? I swear we're going to get to SmackDown in a minute. Um, but, but okay, so the, the four matches that I saw rumored were Roman versus Edge. You you have, um, and, and then, oh, what was it? You have, you have Bad Bunny in a tag match with, um, with, with Damian Priest going up against um, Morrison in The Miz, who gives a fuck, quite frankly. Bad Bunny. Yeah, this is music. You you have, um, uh, let's see, what was it? Um, sorry, I'm all discombobulated now. Let me pull, oh, pull this hold up. Hold on. It, uh, I, have it, I have it right here. Yeah, so it was, it was Roman, Roman Reigns, Edge, Bad Bunny situation. Uh, what what were the other two? Oh uh, well, I have uh, to be announced, uh, a person to be announced versus Bianca Belair, whoever the SmackDown Women's Champion is. Oh oh yes, so, so that was another one, Sasha versus. Um, Versus uh, Bianca. Do they do they do they have the um um the Raw Women's Champion? Uh, no. Um, hang hang and 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 hang on a second, folks. Just um, just because I want to uh, make sure I got this right. Um, before I go uh, reporting something, I'm pull I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so, uh, okay, this is according to Russell Votes, and I quote, A conversation with a source recently stated the latest WrestleMania creative meeting 
had Edge versus Reigns, Belair versus Banks, and okay, this was the one that I missed, Orton versus Wyatt, and the Bad Bunny tag. Um, the source, uh, the source stressed that uh, nothing is set in stone. However, including the WWE title matchup. Um, excuse me, uh, you, you motherfucking people. Um, why is it that Bad Bunny has a match and we don't have a WWE title match? Well, my hopes that the conniption fit. (laughs) I just don't understand what is going on here. Ladies and gentlemen, and you see, you ask me why I am am incapable of doing this podcast in in the same tone, okay? Because I... I cannot believe how illogical these motherfuckers are. Why do they have to make things so complicated? Just go with what you're doing. Okay? Orton, and and by the way, um, it should be noted that the only reason why we're not having Orton versus Edge as was uh, talked about for several months. Or should we? We already saw it. Well, 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 yeah. But the only reason we're not having that is because Edge pitched himself to be in a, uh, w- in a WWE title scenario, which you could you could make an argument for both sides. But I mean, I I'd rather see Orton versus Wyatt. But for some. For some reason, that uh, that uh, storyline is now um, de- degenerating into uh, pentagrams and so- uh, satanic rituals. Um, but 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 the, getting getting back to um, to elimination chamber. So if if you, if you do what I, what I said and you have. You have Edge already announced it. That that means that means you have you have two two matches set for WrestleMania already. Um, you know you're not teasing the fucking uh, fans for no reason because nobody in their right mind actually believes that Edge is going to go down to NXT to challenge for the NXT title when he already said. He's going after the title he never lost, even though the title that he never lost doesn't fucking exist. Um, my head is going to fucking explode. What the fuck are these people doing? And then the other reason why I think that it's going to be Edge versus Reigns, aside from what we saw uh, going going into last night, um is you gonna tell me that Vince isn't drooling over a potential spear versus spear situation? I am not a preschooler, therefore that is not a reason why I would be invested in a goddamn match. Now, now that's not saying I don't think that Edge versus Reigns will be a good match because I do, but you know, like 
uh, Reigns versus Brian, it's just I'm I'm begging somebody to book that match, please. And you better not fucking book it at a TLC like situation because that's you know D level motherfucking pay per view. I I I could just scream. I mean, last year we had we had. We had Goldberg versus Reigns being teased. Oh my God! Thank you. And and now now <laughs> you got this, you got this situation where you know, look, we we are we are in February. We are in the latter stages of February, ladies and gentlemen. It is as we're recording this right now. It is. It is 11.18 p.m. on February 20th, 2021, and we only have four matches reportedly set for WrestleMania. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Can you stretch something for it all? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm Say that again? You kind of... You kind of... Uh, stretching things. I mean, you have nothing set up. They can, you're, you're, you're cutting, you're cutting it closer. Dude, they didn't even have, but that's my point, bro. Yeah. And I, I promise we'll get into, into. You know what I'm now. saying? That's what I'm saying. They're cutting it close here. You don't have a lot of time. But, they, but that's my point. They don't even have the entire card set up for the elimination chamber, and that's tomorrow. Oh, they, they only have the chambers matches. They don't have it set in stone yet. Bro, bro, after after the Royal Rumble, they, they didn't see fit to have Elimination Chamber qualifying matches for Raw. No. They just announced them out of nowhere. Like, oh, uh, you know, we're going to have six former WWE champions. Um, and then, of course, somebody realizes, oh, yeah, the Miz can't be in there because he already has the Money in the Bank situation. And then, he wrestles on behalf of John Morrison to get in the chamber. Um, excuse me, that's a problem because John Morrison has never been a WWE champion to my knowledge. And I know I'm right because I actually pay attention to the fucking product I'm like creating. Um, you know, am, am I missing something here? Nope. You know, I mean, look. I go on tangents because, you know, I'm supposed to be entertaining. But I also go on tangents because I value logic, and there is none in this motherfucking thing. Yep. I just, you know, did I did I miss anything, ladies and gentlemen? So you'll you'll forgive Elio and I if we are less than excited for. Um, for, for Illumination Chamber because, um, you know, there is there's just not much to invest in. And, av- and after we go through SmackDown, um, we're going we're gonna to take you through the card for Illumination uh, Chamber and give you our predictions. Uh, I have to forewarn you ahead of time, there will be more ranting, but for the, for the sake of... Uh, saving time, uh, we're gonna move on to uh, to SmackDown now. Let me see if I, let me see if I can actually pull that up now. Um, 
uh, SmackDown. Uh, what the hell? Okay, now now it disappeared on me again. Hang on. Uh-oh. Oh God! O- on the fly technological issues, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I can give you the first match uh, real quick. Have yeah. in front of me. We had yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Apollo Crews. Now, I have to say, because I saw the interview before the match with Apollo Crews, yeah. I'm kind of liking this new Apollo Crews, this heel Apollo Crews. Oh, I love it. I, yeah, that, that's fantastic. I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, okay, I, I got it up now. Wow, I didn't know Apollo Crews' family came from royalty. Who knew? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> Nigerian royalty. Uh, no wonder he's been rolling with Roman Reigns of late. We got the tribal chief and we got Nigerian royalty. My God. I didn't realize SmackDown was so prestigious. Wow. <laughs> and apparently, uh, WWE Creative doesn't realize that either because this show continues to suck on a weekly basis. Uh-oh. Um, okay, so... So, um, we'll, we'll continue going through the matches and, and, then, and then we'll double back and we'll go through the segments. Okay? Okay, all right. Now... Ma- Match number number one, as uh, as Elio so eloquently put it, was Apollo Cruz versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, I'm sorry for that. Biggie was on commentary for this one. Yeah, and the match really wasn't the story here, um, which you know, having having uh, Shinsuke Nakamura in a match and having the match itself turn out this bad. That's a problem in and of itself, but this, um, but uh, the newsworthy stuff was in what happened afterwards. So, Cruz gets frustrated after he, he gets caught by uh, by Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he got caught after a transitioning from a rolling armbar into a into a pinning. Uh, combination for the win. Uh, so he got caught. Uh, and, and instantaneously, uh, Cruz attacks Shinsuke um, by hitting him in the back of the head because he's so pissed off. Um, and uh, then Big E gets in uh, Cruz's face and tells him to walk away, you're done. Uh, this is after saying um, on commentary that it's time for Cruz to go to the back of the line uh, because he's lost uh, three, to- three times and three opportunities for the IC title and it's time for him to go to the back of the line. Um, Cruz pretends to walk away but then, um, then attacks... Um, then attacks uh, Biggie. Biggie, Biggie. Yes, thank you. I can actually speak. I promise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, with uh, with steel steps. Um, so uh, as as he's checking on on Shinsuke, um, he gets attacked from the back, and then 
And then um, after after that, um, uh, Apollo is messing with the steel steps, brings them into the ring, and appears to drop them from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring, right on top of uh, Big E. Um, this this is of course after after hitting uh, E in, in in the back of the head with with. Did, did he actually? Before I say that, um, did did Biggie um get hit in the back of the head with the steps the first time, or did the steps only come into play after Cruz drops him on top of him? I think it was that uh, first time. Yeah. So okay. So it's it says right here. It says right here. Uh, I'm reading it right now that um. Biggie rolled out of the ring to avoid getting smashed by the Seths. So, oh, okay. so that's that, that's when that's when um, Apollo threw them on top of him. Okay, so okay, so we got that strained out. Okay. But this completing the heel turn of Biggie was was definitely the right call, especially since since he's been associating with Roman Reigns. I mean, completing the heel turn of Apollo. Uh, that's what I said. I said completing the heel turn of Big E. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's not what I meant. I meant uh, Apollo. Oh, yeah, um, that was just saying because, you know, fans, when they hear uh, someone mess up, we're not allowed to mess up, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, well, hang me by my toes and air me out on Botchamania. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm uh, fine. I'm still. I'm just uh, saying. But um, oh, how dare me make a mistake? It, it's know, live, right? Oh, it's, it's live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, give him a break. Leave him alone. So anyway, um. I, I do like Cruz's heel turn, especially given the fact that he's been associated with Vernon Reigns. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as I've said in a past episode, I don't think that you can put um, put Apollo with uh, Roman Reigns because he's not part of the bloodline. But it, but it, I, I still think it's cool that they've been rubbing elbows. Um... And then match number two, if I told you I watched a single second of this thing, I'd be lying to you uh, because I don't care about the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. Uh, but um, but uh, Tamina and Natalia get the win. Uh, Natalia released a video um, earlier this week, I believe, uh, explaining how, uh, you know, she's the iron heart and she's tired of playing uh, second fiddle to everybody else. So now... How many, many times we have seen Natalia turn heel? Yeah, I mean, it, it, she's she's reaching big show territory, ladies and gentlemen. I was just about to say, you know, like, geez. In, in terms of the frequency that, that Natalia turns heel, that's exactly who she reminds me of. But I'm hoping that since we saw that promo online, that this will be 
uh, permanent to a certain degree. Um, now, now Billy Kay comes out during during uh, Natalia and Tamina's uh, uh, celebration here. And this is the only time in history that I I could actually appreciate uh, something that um, something that uh, Natalia and uh, Tamina do because boo boo how can you appreciate them super kicking Billy King how dare you? But I just you know I don't I don't like. Um, uh, Billy Kay, but is there is there gonna do this with her? At least, at least make a fucking decision and stick to it. They please. do. They do need to have her in the ring, though. Like now, it's getting too much every week. Well, the reason, and but, but I will say this: I think the reason why they don't have her in the ring that much is because they realize that she sucks. No, no. Oh come but, on. Well, that, that approach would have more credence if they didn't have Nia Jackson in the ring every week. Now, now we just have to hear about her invading NXT and still talking about her hole on national television. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, we forgot to bring that up. We had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai being confronted no. by the champions. And, and did you did you see um, Beth Phoenix and MX, and MSK in the background with the popcorn? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. Um, but you know, in terms of a low light, uh, Natalia, Tamina, and uh, and Billy Kay certainly qualify. Oh my God! All right. So then, then another pervasive theme throughout the evening is Edge in the back talking to everybody about the, you know, his decision and where they're going at WrestleMania. Just make a fucking decision already, so we know where we're going for WrestleMania. I don't need to hear Kevin Owens' opinion on the fucking subject. Even though I love Kevin Owens, but, you know... That's neither here nor there nor anywhere else. But it, it's just ridiculous. So, so next up after this, we get Ding Dong Hello, featuring Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and oh my God, kill me now. And then, and then this, of course, we bring out uh, Sasha Banks and Reginald. No, why? Why is Reginald in a match with the women? Why the hell and, is this? Oh, hold on, and why is he teaming up with faces when he's supposed to be a heel? And and, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I love having Mister Canella on the show with me because he speaks factual information. Logical information. He pays attention to what's going on on this show on a weekly basis. Um, Mr. Pritchard, um, Mr. McMahon, sir, uh, would you mind pulling your head out of each other's assholes and paying attention to what goes on your strip on a daily basis? 
Thank you so much. God, I hate Bruce Prichard. Jesus Christ. Uh, so next up, as we just talked about, Reginald teams up with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler, Nia Jackson, Bailey. Um, I think uh, I think my co-host is once again messing with the controls. Uh, yes, he is because he has changed my name to pull your heads out of your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to. But um, you know, I I I didn't I didn't necessarily mind this match, but it's just where the, where are they going with this with Reginald and 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 his obsession with Sasha Banks. Uh, Later, and by the way, uh, later on in the evening, uh, Carmella would confront uh, uh, Reginald about where his loyalties lie in, in making that decision. It was almost like a scene out of Harry Potter where, uh, where uh, Professor Quirrell and uh, Severus Snape are getting into a confrontation while uh, Harry is waiting underneath the uh, invisibility cloak. You Harry Potter scholar. <laughs> uh, yes, I, 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 I know every single bit of those books and those movies. I'm not even making fun of you because I actually like Harry Potter. Well, good. We, we, we can still be friends. Um, I just never, I just never got to see like uh, past. So, uh, I don't think I seen Deathly Hollows or the Order of the Phoenix. So I have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Uh, I have to correct that. Yes, uh, yes, you must. And um, if you don't correct that by uh, by next week, I'm going to, have to decree that we have a uh, Harry Potter quiz segment every week. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and appreciated uh, by Professor Pierce. And I, I don't think the fans would like that very much because this isn't a Harry Potter podcast, so I may have to, I may have to pull that out of the bag if you don't uh, get up with those movies. Anyway, um, next up we have a tag team match between Ray and Dominic and Chad Gable and Otis, and for some reason uh, Otis turns heel on the Mysterios. Are you uh, serious? No, I'm asking because I didn't get to watch the rest of this show. Um, you I only know, got to see the beginning, but is that what happened? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I really, I really don't, I'm, I really don't understand it. Like, why would you go heal with Otis? So, what about Chad Gable? Is he heal too, or? I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm not sure. Wow. But why why would you do that with Otis after all that stuff with Mandy and you know? Oh, and now I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention this on Raw only because I don't care. But since we're talking about Otis, I guess I'll bring this up. Um. Mandy Rose was talking with that with Bad Bunny backstage as if she was interested in him. 
Oh my god. I I just I can't I can't deal with this shit. Ed Boney, come on, this music is good. It's not bad. Are you being serious? <laughs> no, I don't I don't like bad money. <laughs> because I was about to end this podcast in the middle of a sentence and you said you were oh, you, you, you can't edit. I'm the one that's running the controls. No, I, that, that's why I said end it. I didn't say edit. I, that's your job. My job is promotion, but I would have ended the show early. Wait, wait, you can't end it. Bullshit, I can't end it. Yes, I can. I'm the one that's running the controls. <laughs> but I, I can leave. I still have that creative control, you dumb uh. bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Anyway, like we're we're having a lot of fun here, but but the uh, the main event saw Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens uh, go over uh, King Corbin, uh, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn. Uh, now, how does this help anybody going into Elimination Chamber on Sunday? This had to be one of the worst go home shows I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know what? We didn't even bring that up. And these were the go home shows for the pay per view. That's how that that's how memorable they are. That we didn't even realize they were the go home shows. Well, we realized it because the the, the only thing that tells me that there's a pay per view this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, or tomorrow, since we're recording this on Saturday, um, is the fact that we were reminded of it thirty fucking thousand times during the two-hour program. See uh, again, because I didn't get to see the whole thing except for the beginning, so that's why for me, but I'm just saying, like, in general... God, in general, God, God bless you, my friend, because the fact that you don't have to sit through Friday Night Smackdown or Monday Night Raw because of your podcast schedule, God, God bless you, sir. Well, you're... <laughs> You're you're a very smart individual. Well, I I I, I have to I record I record them for the show, but what I do is I watch them after, and actually I can't even watch Raw afterwards because I have, and I have to set up for the other show at nine p.m. on a Monday night, so I watch it afterwards. Yeah, well, that, I that's what I do nowadays. I just I just wait till it records and then I uh, I just skip through the commercials and stuff. I don't have the patience. <laughs> but yeah, um, suffice to say, the, the only the only high points of this entire show, and I, I'm sure this will be a shock to you, um, was. Um, was Edge and Roman Reigns. And uh, to end the show, Roman hit a spear on on Edge because... No, it wasn't a shock shock because actually that's uh, what I would have picked for a highlight out of this uh, show. Yeah, I mean, so they they ended it well. It's just that I... um, I'm not invested in this show. And with that being said, we will uh, move forward to our uh, 
Elimination Chamber predictions. Stupid. <laughs> yes. If, in, in, in the midst of our predictions, ladies and gentlemen, I will explain to you even further why I am not enthused over this elimination. Where chamber. We, go? we can go, we go and talk to bottom, bottom to top. We can go, we can go bottom to top. That's fine. Now you said they pulled Lexi Evans off of the show. Yeah. Okay, so they still have it listed here on Wiki. Of course they do. Because they're stupid. Like I just have this as a quick reference because I. Well, well, Wiki can't be that stupid because it's still listed on WWE.com as the match. Okay. So should we make a pick uh, for this regardless? Uh, no, because, no, because Lacey is legitimately pregnant. No, I know that. No, I don't. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess uh, since they pulled it, I guess that we it wouldn't make sense to pick someone to win, a winner. Okay. Exactly, that's what I said. Okay, so here we go. For the... Women's Tag Team Championships, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I I could see this going either way because if 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 Nia and Shayna win, then that um that adds more friction between uh, between Bianca and Sasha. And we really haven't seen uh, friction between the two of them. And then if they win, talking about uh, Bianca and Sasha, um, then, you know, their relationship could sour on the road to WrestleMania. And remember, there's there's one more pay-per-view before that. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So no, I mean the the fan in me would rather would rather see Sasha Banks uh, and Bianca win, um, but um, so I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't know I so I guess based off of that well well it's it's hard because. Didn't didn't Shayna and Nia just win the t- the titles back? Uh, yeah, at uh, Takeover, right? Yeah. So, well, no, it, it wouldn't have been Takeover. No, sorry, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, so for that for that reason, I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna to have to say um, Naya and Shayna since they just appeared on NXT, and it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for for uh, Sasha and um, and uh, Bianca to have to go to NXT in in two weeks to to face um, Dakota and Raquel for the the title. So the, that wouldn't do anybody any good because not because neither one of those teams can lose. So I'm I'm gonna have to pick um, Naya and Sheena for that purpose. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Naya and Sheena as well. Okay, uh, we're gonna leave the Roman Reigns one for last because we don't even freaking know. Okay, 
for the for, for the raw side of the no sorry the smackdowns uh, side of the elimination chamber for um for a universal championship match later that night we have Jay Uso Kevin Owens Baron Corbin Sami Zayn Cesaro and Daniel Bryan who do you have I I would I would give it to Kevin Owens and let them finish their uh, their and let them finish their um, program. I thought you were done at Royal Rumble. Well, well, I well I thought so too. But then again, but then why would um, why would uh, Kevin Owens still be in the chamber? So if if Kevin Owens is in the chamber. You know, let let him finish his his uh, feel with with Reigns. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, pick right out of thin air. I'm gonna go with Cesaro. Well, okay, and it's interesting that you bring that up because if I had my choice, I would pick Cesaro. But then again, you know. You have to keep. You have to keep in mind, right? So, the winner of this match gets a WWE Championship match immediately after the Chamber is over. So it would make sense for it to be Kevin Owens. Oh uh, yeah, we don't want to see a transition champion with Cesaro. Ah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick Kevin Owens. You know what? I might have to change it. I wanted to be Cesaro, but yeah, I might have to go with Kevin Owens because Baron Corbin is certainly not going to win it. Daniel Bryan, they're too stupid to even uh, consider him. Sami Zayn, they won't give it to him. And then they definitely won't give it to James. So, so I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Or, or, uh, or you know, yeah, not, none of these guys. Are gonna get it, so yeah. I want yeah. Cesaro, but I'm gonna say Kevin Owens. Ah, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm so good at breaking this shit down. Damn. Okay. Because, because if if they were if they were doing this the way that they should, and have this match determine who faces uh, Reigns. At WrestleMania, you know, I, I think that's so stupid that uh, Roman Reigns is the one who's allowed to defend his championship at Elimination Chamber, while Drew McIntyre defend his in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, it fits with his heel character, but I still don't like it. But I, still, I still think it's stupid. Like he said, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's. I agree. Okay, for then we have for the U.S. Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Riddle. I'm going with Riddle on this. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't even know if uh, Keith Lee's going to be in it because he hasn't been on TV because of um, Mia Yim's COVID diagnosis. So I, and I haven't heard that he's been cleared from quarantine, so... Well, 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 yeah, he faced uh, Riddle on Raw, did he, I believe? Did he? Or was that last? That might have been last week. I could be mistaken. All right, well, well let's, just assume, let's just assume it's a triple threat match for our purposes. Okay. I, I think it was on, on uh, Raw because we covered Raw Tuesday night. 
Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to go to. I'm gonna have to go with Riddle, um, for for this one because it'll it'll feed into the herb business being done. And then we have the Raw Elimination Chamber: Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Kofi Kingston. The winner becomes the new the Universal the WWE Champion. Why is Drew McIntyre in this match? Should it? Okay, like, all right, maybe this is just me, but shouldn't the Elimination Chamber be used to determine who gets a championship match at WrestleMania? Not right after the the, the sale. You, you, you should have a talk with your relative there and uh, ask Adam Pierce what he's uh, doing. Uh, what, what, what he's thinking. You know, but it's just all about he, He's your family. Have a word with him. Tell him what the hell is going through your head. Why would you allow this match? Well, what, 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 if he was my family, I'd kick him out because his logic is so fucking stupid. I'd stri- <laughs> I, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't strip um, Santos Escobar of a Cruiserweight title. I'd strip Adam Pierce of his fucking last name. You know? Oh, damn. You fucking piece of... Anyway, uh, you know, it's just, look, the Elimination Chamber needs to be used to determine who goes into WrestleMania as the, cha- as the champion, as, or, I'm sorry, as the championship challenger. That's what I've always known. Like, why are champions in the, why would they logically put themselves at risk Going into WrestleMania against five other guys in a, ch- a chamber match. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now, the last two are going to be Drew and Sheamus. Yeah. And what, what you, you know it's going you know to be Drew because Drew, can't, Drew cannot lose that belt before WrestleMania. No, he, they won't give it to Sheamus. They won't make Sheamus a transition champion. No, no, and but but that's the thing. That's just, that's why Drew should not be in this chamber because what he needs to do is what they were gonna do the first time, and then they changed it. It needs to be Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus because that plays off the storyline they've been setting up this whole time. Now, now that Sheamus is in the chamber, Sheamus looks like an idiot because. He was already promised a singles match against against Drew McIntyre for the title, uh, and then and then Shane came in and fucked it all up, and now and now he needs to face six other guys in the chamber. And why would you put Kofi Kingston in there? Why why would you give it to Mustafa Ali or whatever his name is? Exactly what I said last week. You know, I love you. I love you, bro, because we are so we are so fucking simpatico on this on this shit. You know, we really not that I have any interest in doing this, but I, I find it very interesting that we can do the WWE's job better than they fucking can. Right? You know, it, it's just it's so simple. 
if you just think, uh, you know, I don't get it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't have high hopes for this um, pay-per-view nor the remainder of the road to WrestleMania because everything is so unnecessary and, like, convoluted. You know, sometimes, sometimes the best pass is the simplest pass. And that's what these motherfucking people don't understand. You know, I... Uh, but have no fear, ladies and gentlemen, because even though the Elimination Chamber is, I can almost guarantee is going to suck, our, cover, our um, reaction show on Tuesday will not suck. And in addition to our to our elimination chamber, oh, sorry, are, we, are we done the chamber predictions? Uh, yeah, I think that was the last one. Okay, all right, okay. Oh no, 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 no I'm sorry. I'm, oh my God, how how terrible of me. We're we're, we're not. I I must have. Did okay. We forget actually You said there was like five matches. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, your your order must be different than mine because I figured since we're since we just um, did the WWE Championship Chamber, then we were done. But we actually have we actually still have the um, the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championship match. We have the Intercontinental Championship match, which is still listed on here, which I don't know why. Um, the SmackDown women's title match, um, you know, so yeah, we have like three more to do. Is that for you? What would seem to kind of championship match? It, it says right here, according to CBS Sports, that it's Big E versus Apollo Crews. You know what? I'm going to go with Apollo. Just based on um, this uh, newfound uh, heel character that he's developed. Well, I, I don't know why. Uh, um, I don't know why, considering they just put the belt on Big No, on I for... said he's going to win. I didn't say he's going to win that title, though. I, just, I think something's going to happen. Either he's either going to be a count out or. Yeah, he'll, he'll win by DQ, yeah. but. It, but he won't win the. No, uh, no, that's why I'm picking Apollo to win. But he's not going to win the belt. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. What's the other one? I agree. Um, the SmackDown tag team titles: uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits. Fuck, get Roode and Ziggler. They're they're definitely going to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks versus Carmella, please. Sasha Banks. You yeah. know what? I have a feeling Reginald's gonna do something to cost Carmella this match. Yeah. This is this is just stupid. <laughs> this whole this whole, this whole card, paper leaves up stupid. This whole card is stupid, then, ladies then and gentlemen. Then again, we are talking about Royal Rumble, but uh, this is not Royal Rumble. This is an elimination chamber. And look, like I said, I was happy 
that I was wrong about the Royal Rumble. I don't want these shows. I don't want these shows to oh. suck. You know, it just and, makes uh, it more work for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but then again, we are more entertaining to listen to than is WWE television. Yep. And uh, with that, with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we um, we will wrap up. Oh, hold on, we just have one more thing oh. to do before we wrap things up. First of all, next week we have Time Warp, where we are going back to Thursday, February twenty seventh, twenty fourteen, Full Sail University for NXT arrival. Yes. The main event in this one was a ladder match for the NXT Championship. Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas. Oh, God. <laughs> that should be good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen NXT Arrival. So, I would be very, um, I would be very curious to see um, how that turned out, you know. Uh, with how with how good NXT was. Sorry, so did, you, did you say you saw this or you haven't seen this? No, I I have not. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. so I'm I'm very I'm very excited to see that. Um, especially considering it's like the first pay per view of the of the like the NXT domination domination era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, now I have. Uh, your assignment for next week for Ben's homework corner. What's that? This is, let me just pull up my list here. I'm sending you back to 1983, sir, for Starcade 83, Harley Race defending the NWA Championship against Ric Flair inside of a steel cage. Oh, oh, oh my God! I'm so excited for that. Thank you. In Love. addition, in addition, there are two matches. Actually, I have them listed here, but there are two matches on that one pay per view. The other one is a dog collar match between Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna watch the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that's a yeah. Watch the whole show, but those are the two highlight matches on my list here. Okay. Um and uh well I don't would Starcade eighty three be on the network or no? Because I got yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Cause I thought the network only went back to eighty five. Oh, it should be there. Starcade eighty three should be on the network. Okay, well if not, I'm sure I'm sure I'll find it on YouTube. Ooh, I'll, uh, no, on YouTube you don't really find that much of the stuff on YouTube. If you do, you find them in mini clips. If not, I can send you a link for Daily Motion if you don't find it. And if it's not on the network. Okay, well, I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our... Uh, in addition to our Illumination Chamber coverage on Tuesday, uh, we will have uh, uh, MSG uh, 
Snooker versus Morocco from October 17th, uh, 1983. And we will also have, um, uh, what, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, um, Super Bowl uh, three, the White Castle yes. Fear, Sting versus Vader. Yes. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't think. I got. I got too many. Uh, I got too many pay per views on the brain. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm like Pinky, and you're like the brain. <laughs> Are you with the I, brain, Canelo? I, I I used to love that show. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen Pinky and the Brain? It was awesome. Yep. Oh my god. Okay, cool. before before we go, I gotta I'm gonna leave you this story because this is how weird I am. Now, usually you would think that at 12 a.m. at 12 a.m. I'd be going to sleep, right? Well, not if you're like me. But I'm saying, like, you would think that I'd be going to sleep, right? At 12 yeah. a.m. But no, yeah. you know what I'm doing at 12 a.m.? Sitting in my living room watching Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> okay. I I have seen, I don't know how people got in got through the movies from the sixties. This was nineteen sixty four, but there was this was a really bad movie. Well, so, sometimes really bad movies can be really fun to watch, especially especially oh, if you no, know. This one, I I, I should have uh, I should have been drinking to get through this one because this was just stupid and bad. Apparently, Santa Claus was uh, kidnapped by Martians because the Martians' children were having a miserable Christmas, so they wanted him to make their Christmas better. So they decided to abduct him. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize the UFO was celebrating Christmas. <laughs> oh, um, Lord. That being said, um, Ben, let's uh, bring the show to a close here. Absolutely. So, for my co host, Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canella. This is the PNC Progression Rob Wrestling Podcast. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, people, and God bless those of us who are going to try to watch Elimination Chamber and make sense of it. But have no fear, because even if tomorrow sucks, Tuesday night, we will be your saviors. And for that, you're welcome. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over